We're continuing to study in God's Word choices, and we're learning that choices are so vital. They make such a difference. We have to make deliberate, dynamic choices on a regular basis. One of the choices, if we're going to let God lead our lives, we're talking about choosing to be led by God, choosing divine direction. And as we're talking about that, we're talking about the importance of spending time with God so we get God's heart and we begin to know. The Bible says the children of Israel didn't know God's ways. They knew God, but they didn't know his ways. They didn't understand how God worked, and they missed so much. And, <clears throat> and so it's important for us to spend enough time with God and in his word that we know his ways. The highest will of God is that in whatever circumstances I find myself, I'm doing what pleases him now. You see, the past is gone, though we can certainly learn from it. The future is not yet, but right now is all I have. If you're confused about the future and you're not sure of what you ought to do, you're not sure about some important decision that you ought to make, quit worrying about the future and right now please God with, with you and all that you know and all that you have. Surrender everything to him and then he can guide you into the future. But if you're concentrating on the future, you'll never find out about the future. Living God... Living God's will is the greatest thing that can happen to any person. You see, the greatest knowledge is to know the will of God, and the greatest of all achievements is to do the will of God. Knowing God, pleasing God, and doing his will cannot be a secondary concern. Every day we need to ask for guidance. In all your ways acknowledge him, he said, and he will direct your path. So each day say, Lord, show me what to do. I want to mention one other choice today. And that's the choice <clears throat> to trust God when we're treated unfairly. And this is going to happen to you sometime or the other, and maybe several sometimes. You're going to experience being treated unfairly. You're going to experience un injustice, and it's going to hurt you. And, and how you respond to it is going to make a tremendous difference in your life. Of course, the greatest example of that is Joseph. I want to read out of the third chapter, 39th chapter of Genesis. See, Joseph was unjustly treated by his brothers. He was unjust, unjustly treated by people in prison. And here he was unjustly treated by Potiphar's wife, the woman for whom he was working. Verse 16 of chapter 39 says, She kept his cloak beside her until the master came home. Then she told her husband the story, The Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me, but as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. Of course, none of this was true. She was trying to seduce Joseph, not the other way around. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master told, took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. We all sometimes get a bad deal and get treated unjustly and unfairly. We're cheated, or we're abused, or we're deceived by someone we trusted. Our response to such treatment is really, really important. God in his sovereignty has a way of transforming misfortune and bad treatment into something beautiful. Joseph in the Old Testament is a tremendous example of a person being treated unfairly. Joseph was the second son, uh, was the second youngest of 11 brothers. He was loved by his father in a special way, but hated by his brothers. Their hatred was so terrible that they sought to kill him, but finally decided to sell him as a slave to a caravan going to Egypt. 
he was sold to a man named Potiphar, who put him in charge of managing his estate. Potiphar's wife tried to seduce this handsome young man, and he refused again and again. She finally claimed he tried to rape her, and he was thrown in prison. Once again, Joseph showed leadership ability and tremendous trust in God when he was placed in that prison. In prison, he was there 12 long years. And while there, he interpreted a dream for the king, king's baker and cupbearer. And the cupbearer promised to remember him to Pharaoh, the king, when he, when he got out. But he didn't. Until finally, Pharaoh had a dream nobody could interpret. And then Joseph was mentioned to the king, and Joseph was summoned to interpret it. He shared that Egypt would have seven years of bountiful harvest and then seven years of terrible famine. So Pharaoh chose Joseph to take care of that by being second in command, giving him the authority to save up the food from the seven years of plenty so they would have food when the seven years of famine came. So let's notice several truths about this. You are going to be unfairly treated. Don't be surprised by that. Don't get so angry and upset that you can't really function as you should. Don't hold grudges and resentments and let that become the only thing in your life. You're not trapped by such experiences. Genesis 39.2, the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph and he prospered. In spite of being sold into slavery, in spite of being lied about by a woman, in spite of being put in prison and forgotten, Joseph experienced God's presence. And God blessed him even where he was. You see, such treatment can't trap us. Only we can trap ourselves with our own attitudes, with attitudes of bitterness and anger and hatred and resentment. And we can let that just take over our lives and destroy us. We must believe that unfairness is not the end or the final, but God is bigger than that. Also, even when you're treated unfairly, God is working for your good. Now, that's sometimes hard to believe, but that's true. Joseph explained it to his brothers later like this in Genesis 50, 20. He said, you, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. You see, God had a purpose in all of that. God was training up a young man to become a great leader. And Paul said the same thing in Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. These were defining moments for Joseph. He responded to a difficult crisis with a positive attitude. He discovered that life is unfair, but God is bigger than that. You see, we, we think when things go wrong that there's no hope, but there is. Joseph did not allow his circumstances to determine his life. He began to believe God was working and God has planned and God has had plans and purposes bigger than that. Your response to unfair treatment is all important. You see, you must trust God to overrule. Joseph refused to get bitter and resentful. He faced the situation with the belief that God had a purpose and it would come out. See, he was 12 years in prison. That's a long time, but he, before it was all over, he was the head over all the prisoners. And he was in a place of tremendous responsibility, God. But it was because he chose to have the right attitude. And one woman said, the Lord saved me from hell, but he also saved me from bitterness. And that's really important. And you must make the most of your present situation. That's what Joseph did over and over again. 
everywhere he was, every unfair thing that happened to him, he made the most of it and made it a blessing. We're going to pick that up next time. Maybe you have a, something that's happened to you and you still have resentment and bitterness. Forgive that person. Forgive that situation. Trust God. And he'll make the most out of that that you can ever expect. God bless you. Have a great day.